1: Dude, these were amazing quesadillas. I just sent you a picture.
0: Okay. Is this going to be the story coming out of quarantine that like Eddie has become like a, a valid cook like that? That's going to be the the big news. I think it's possible. I'm
2: making some uh, some breaded chicken. All right, you you you're, you're using up too much podcast content. We have to start. <laughs> All right, we'll go 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 go. All right, go, go. here we go. <clears throat> All right, welcome everybody. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody! It is time for another edition of the unofficial Forty Podcast from the entire crew at SoonerScoop.com. We welcome in uh, everyone who is still quarantining, although there is some positive news on the uh, COVID front today. I would say Doctor Fauci uh, throwing some good stuff out there. We can talk about that, but uh, we welcome in from quarantine land, Josh McQuestion, who is uh, probably
0: watching. How many times you watch Frozen Two now? Uh. You know, Frozen Two, Trolls has, maybe has, is that taken I, over? I think Trolls, we have spent, and I don't know if everyone realizes this, and especially I, I would think Bob is only one of this podcast that it would matter to, but I think even his is a little too young. You cannot buy Trolls World Tour, the new Trolls. You have to rent. Oh, it. really? That's so bullshit. You, you rent it, you have it for forty-eight hours for twenty dollars. We have you spent rent it for twenty
2: dollars. It's we $20 it. you don't even get to keep it?
3: Yes. Yeah, oh, what bullshit gotta that, that is.
4: You got to think about if you were going to a movie theater, you'd be spending a lot more than 20 So I, well, did I, you see, I get the logic.
2: Did you see the, the, the venom from AMC over this deal? AMC no, has banned Universal Pictures uh, oh. from their movie theaters because of Trolls.
1: Wait. So, is this a movie that was like coming out?
2: Yes. Right. It's the big okay, just. Okay. It's got your girl, Anne <coughs> Kendrick, and Justin Timberlake, and who's the
0: new girl? Like,
2: isn't there somebody new in this that's
0: famous? Yeah, she's. I don't know if she's famous or not. She's like like the the main bad. You know, I guess antagonist in this one is yeah. a girl that's like a rock troll, and it and i have tried to explain to Laney multiple times that i do not like the way the rock crowd is portrayed in this movie <laughs> so i've had some real beef with this i mean we've got it's a very negative connotation of rock people they're all either stupid or mean oh, and it's just no. I, i'm very very against it of course tiffany you know being a pop chick she's she's feeling it but Uh-oh. i have tried to explain to Lainey, this is, there is, like not, a, is there like well, is there like was that
4: me or is that josh
1: me i can hear you bob i cannot okay. I don't know if Carrie and uh, Josh fell off. What happened?
2: <laughs> can you can hear Josh? We're
1: still talking, Bob? thinking that we're there.
2: Bob, can you hear Josh? I'm gonna DM him. Bob, where did Bob this... go? God damn it! The podcast <laughs> is falling. The quarantine <laughs> finally ruined the podcast. So Bob is gone now. We just—that's
1: oh. really strange. Yeah, it's just me and you on the call right now. <laughs>
0: Hold on. Eddie, I Is can that, hear you. No, okay, hey
2: there's,
1: there's Josh. I can hear you now. Okay. I don't know what happened.
2: I might have been my fault. We'll move on. Okay. Um there was a button that was pushed that I didn't notice. Uh that so one. yeah, Josh was talking about, you know, he he's he's mad about the way that rock trolls were uh portrayed poorly on trolls was it called World Tour.
0: Yep,
3: that's
1: exactly right. But,
2: Eddie, did you hear the stuff about having to pay $20 to rent this thing over and over again?
1: Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that that is some type of highway robbery that Hall who probably engineered the coronavirus is probably in charge of. This is all this all comes back to Tom Hanks, I guarantee it.
4: <laughs> can, can I tell There's no way you can record it? You you can't record well, it some some s- somehow?
0: So, there are two funny storylines that have come out of this. Um my wife and oldest child are considering bootlegging over this situation because there you go. Yep. Tiffany was like, You have that nice camera. We could just set it up in the living room and record yes, the screen. Again. And I was like, It's not a bad idea. We can do that.
1: Exactly. It's like when
0: exactly. <laughs> Kramer well, is bootlegging movies. So, Laney <laughs> overheard that's, us. That's so we kind of had. We we had to explain to Lainey what bootlegging was, and then Lainey starts recording other shows off of her oh sister's iPad. God. So Layla will be watching something, and Lainey's like, "Well, I want to watch this later."
2: So she's <laughs>
3: recording <laughs> stuff
2: on her iPad. She raised a bootlegger. Oh my Seriously. god! Next no, thing she's mean. George. Gonna, he's the bad boy. Next thing you know, she's gonna be she's gonna be a bootlegging
0: moonshine out of the back of her hot rodded. NASCAR. It's not everybody that breaks the law with like a unicorn on their shirt, but you know <laughs> what if somebody's going to do it it's Laney. That's an amazing story. Um so th- did you actually record it then? No, we that's the worst part. If we're going to do it we've got to kick in another 20. <laughs> another 20. <laughs>
2: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> it expired before I realized it was. I was now like, I, I know. I like now I hours.
2: understand why you, above everyone else, was wondering when your paycheck was going in nope. this month, dude. Dude, it, it is. It
0: is no small thing There's keeping the trolls it's world tour.
2: Yeah, but, you know,
0: it happened again. <laughs> Bob's not wrong. Like so, you <clears throat> figure like to go to a movie. The whole just tickets alone for the four of us are going to be thirty bucks, oh, probably damn, $30, thirty thirty five. Plus popcorn, it. drinks, everything like that. Don't get me wrong. At $100, we we have given Universal some of our money, but it's not as bad as, like, I, I kept having to tell myself, I was like, it, we're not having to go see this a theater and worry about Layla. And the other uh, joy of the last week is we have begun potty training, the little one, and that has been a fucking shit show. So, literally at times. So, um, <laughs> when, did, when did family talk end up being something that I have to monitor now for F bombs? I know. I know. Dropping F bombs. That's quarantine, That's
2: quarantine
1: rules, Carrie. That's quarantine rules.
0: You can't judge me, dude. I'm a parent, being a teacher, and a uh, lunch lady. Okay. I got a lot going on. <laughs> uh, well,
2: you have things going on. Eddie has things going on. Uh, because, uh, as we talked about before the podcast, I had to get him to shut up. Because he was ruining perfectly good podcast content, you finally got your crockpot. It's off a back order, and you've used it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I did use it. I used it on uh, Tuesday night, and it was amazing. I made some chicken. I know it doesn't sound like much. I was originally just going to make some shredded chicken. I wanted to start off kind of easy because I don't really know what I'm doing, but it was the most. It's one of those things that I was dreading that was going to happen. Is I was telling myself, like, why haven't I done this years ago and bought a crock pot? So I'm pretty excited to uh, tackle some bigger and better things. But you can go made for a roast last night. Made some quesadillas. Felt very accomplished about it. And uh, I don't know. We're going to make some breaded chicken tonight. I, I, I'm I sticking to what I know. And that is uh, grilled chicken in any certain way.
2: You have a pizza slicer. You sent me a picture of your quesadillas. Do you ever think about cutting those bad boys up a little bit?
1: Uh, I don't have a pizza slice. I have a. They were cut. Yeah, they were cut. I cut them into fours. So you would have to see the uh, the after because presentation is everything over here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, uh, big news in my world: the bidet shows up tomorrow. I think I did you. Talk I, don't to why, us about this? I don't know why. I don't know why Josh loves the whole bidet thing so much. He thought it was like the
0: greatest thread that has ever appeared on Sooner Scoop. The for the members here that have not read that thread, <laughs> go find it. It is insanely funny. Does no, it, I can't. Your, where does it
2: go? You just That's replace your toilet seat with it.
1: Right, just straight up replace it right,
2: uh-huh, you take it ah. off and you put this one on, and it plugs into the wall because it's got tankless water heating, uh it has a night light, it has uh massage mode, it has oscillation, it has everything. You did some shopping for this, didn't you? You gave it like well, you gave I this mean, some real no, time. see the thing was like, okay, first off, I can wipe my own ass, okay, let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> I know that was <laughs> initially. <laughs> Yep. The rip on the board, like, oh, he finally got too fat to wipe his... So I can still wipe my own ass, all right? Let's just be clear. I'm just... I'm tired of the quarantine, worrying about when I can go, rationing my toilet paper, if I'll ever get the toilet paper that I want again. Because I don't know if Charmin Ultrasoft is in available in, in high quantities or not. I just don't know. I haven't gone out and looked. But I I bought a bunch before all this happened, and I'm kind of guarding it. So, I thought... Let's, let's check out the bidet world. Like, what, what if I could go to the bathroom anytime I wanted, not have to worry about rationing toilet paper, and be clean? And that was the only thing I asked on the board. Like, do bidets really work? And people are like, yes. They, they're fantastic. They'll change your life.
1: What, what coach do you think is most likely to have a bidet in his own home? <laughs> I don't think that Bill Biedembo would, but I could see, I don't know i don't i'm just throwing a name out there maybe like benny wiley or somebody
0: do you think bill would even have a startled face like the first time it happened he was like like or do you think he could keep the straight like the straight face
1: i would question if he even knows what a bidet is
2: (laughs) Do, do you think the bidet user is the same as the hot tub owner like they're just a little uh, like European. A, there's a
1: strong correlation, to, yes. Like a Pro... legitimate hot tub, like an outdoor hot tub. Is that what you're talking about? Yes,
2: uh-huh. Because you know, hot tub and... people, you kind, that's kind of a stigma. If you're no, a hot it tub is. person,
1: it is for sure. I Prior mean, don't we to... think that there are more hot tubs that go hand in hand with above ground pools than? I mean, does it
2: pool? does it say if if? God, this is going to get me in so much trouble on the board. Let's say a woman comes over and she sees that I have a bidet. Uh, does that automatically signal that I'm into ass play?
0: Because I haven't I mean, thought I, I, about this I that, before. I, I, I was going. a
1: question. I, think I was going to say
0: question. <laughs> there were some girls in college that that make me feel like I'm not comfortable with this decision for myself. Um, I think that that, that question. I've had some girlfriends. It, yes, I that think if make mm-hmm. them
1: use the bidet before
0: anything
2: and i want to be clear i have had i have had a girl like it's
1: kind of a it's a it's a customary like instead of taking your shoes off when you come into my home i ask you to use my bed
2: <laughs> like that's the first thing you take them to well yes. at that point
0: even <laughs> aside from the cleanliness issue she can't shame you for it you're like you sat on it like you're you're in the same boat we're here well, together this one girl. has
2: a special button just for women Oh, to clean you up, is it like, up a, front. Uh, is it
1: like a front seat of a, a nice car that will like if you push a button. Oh, it's it conforms heated to your ass.
2: Yeah, it's heated,
1: and, but it doesn't have like presets.
0: Yes, it does. It, it, it has oh. double user presets. Yes. Um, Carrie, I'm just going to say on the board, the the prostitute jokes are writing themselves at the moment. <laughs> this is yep. happening.
1: Well, I, I think that you kind of get what you pay for in that realm, don't you? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're the one that has started with your nil stuff already today in sugars.
1: Is that not the best idea? I can't wait to see how this unfolds. And let me go ahead and say at the onset of this nil, nil nil name I image likeness. Off. I know, and, and then I it's keep getting national getting letter of intent. Up. Yeah. It it it. Every time that I read it, my brain goes straight to national letter of intent, but. The NCAA is going to screw this up. I have no doubt about it. They already kind of have, based on what they sent out this morning in that press release or whatever you want to call it. It's it's not going to – I just don't think it's going to be as simple as as maybe I even thought it was going to be.
2: It's – to me, I there's a lot of questions I have about it in – I think you start... And, and let's just say kind of what's out there. This is kind of the news now that we're getting past all of our stupid shit to start the pod. Um, the NCAA has ruled to move forward with name, image, and likeness uh, for student athletes to where they can make money off of their name, their image, or their likeness. Uh, now, they that doesn't mean that you get NCAA football because they basically... And this is kind of some bullshit to me. They basically said that group stuff like that is very hard to regulate, meaning they don't want any unions forming over this stuff. Like they don't want people to mobilize against them. Um, but the, other, the 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 other problem I have is you have all these places like Nebraska, uh, in Tennessee is one of them, where they're hiring these middlemen companies to help them with name image. Like I'm like, how many? How many? Fingers? Can you have how many hands in the cookie jar? Are you gonna have in this thing? What? Why can't a guy just get a thousand bucks for being on a car commercial? Like, it, it's it, is this for the schools to make some money off of too? Like, is everybody gonna have their hand in this? And it's not just gonna be like it, they've already said that you can't include the school. Like, if you're on a car commercial, you can't say this is OU quarterback Spencer Rattler. Like for a you know, big red sports and imports there. I said it. Um, you know, it's. Well, it, he wouldn't
1: have to do the commercial. They'd just
2: give him the money, right? Right, exactly. Uh, I think different ownership now, honestly. Um, so, like, just, I mean, is this going to become a thing where it gets roped into Learfield and IMG and Sooner Sports properties where they're going to their clients and saying, hey, you get a $50,000 package and we'll get you a spokesperson. like, And then you pay the spokesperson, like, chump change and while they're you know raking in a $50,000 a year contract. That's that's my concern yes. that the athletes are still that, getting screwed yes. out of this deal.
4: Yes, that is going to happen. There's
1: no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and the you know I I think that on the outset I think that you know kind of what you insinuated, Kerry, is the fact that when you originally think of it, it seems pretty simple. It seems like if a the local company wants to use, you know, whoever Ronnie Perkins, Mitchell Rattler
2: whoever you want like, to Like, could we out. go and just say, we want to pay Spencer Rattler $1,000 to do a podcast every month on Sooner Scoop? Or is it going to be, well, no, he can't do that. You're going to have to advertise through the university and this and that, and then we can let him come on for five minutes because yeah, he's on I, our podcast. I mean, like, that's the shit I see happening.
1: Yeah. I, I think that that is something that could be out there, and I'm, I'm definitely not against the players. Like, I think I've been pretty consistent in that I think that the players should be able to profit some way somehow. I'm not saying that this is completely wrong. I just think that the uni- the universities are going to, in the NCAA more so, are going to do everything in their power to not give any type of power to the player. That's just not going to happen.
2: Right, yeah. The NCAA in particular.
1: Yes, and yeah, and I think they're the biggest players in this obviously. I, I think that they're the ones, if you're going to be mad at anybody don't be mad at the schools. Be mad at the NCAA because they're the ones that are going to screw this thing up royally
0: well i mean but guys think it like carrie you brought the spencer rattler example and it's a good one a is that profitable for us to do if so then there's i don't have any problem with that I mean, like, I think that's a great idea if we could, if it's a profitable venture. But no, I'm like saying we would else. make it profitable. It's just I yeah. don't think
2: OU would allow us to
0: do it. Oh, I got you. Okay, okay, I misunderstood. Like, I, to me, I don't that's think, a great idea. I don't think you can. Him. Yeah,
2: I don't think you can. Just, I don't know. I mean, I would love to think that they're going to have some kind of clearinghouse where companies could call and say, uh, "Hey, how much does it cost to get an athlete to do this?" And they're like, "Yeah, you know." And then are they going to be? Well, we can't tell you if it's going to be a football player. It'll just be a student athlete here at the university. Like. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's not what I'm paying for. I want to pay to have uh, Delarian Turner Yale do a podcast every week. That's that to me. I mean, like, I just worry that the the NCAA and colleges in general don't get it and they're not going to get it. Like, they don't need to be having these middlemen uh, companies that come in and talk about social media. They need to be talking to, to general managers at radio stations and TV stations and people. That actually sell advertising for news organizations for a living. Those are the people they need to be relying on, not these, you know, these guys that are got this startup that you know that that have already take raking in fifty grand a year from
0: the university to, to help them do this stuff. And it's terrifying that they haven't already done it. Like you, you think that should have been the step before they got here, instead of finding out like after the fact, like, oh, hey, yeah, that's that's probably a pretty good idea. We should look into that. But I mean that 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 forethought is necessary for that and we both know that's not the ncaa strong suit
1: do you think so, people do you think people are going to be surprised how many just how small that sample size is from an oklahoma or from an oklahoma state or texas or wherever you are like the you know the the backup backup deep is not going to have any interest as far as uh you know getting his image paid for as much as maybe a. The backup or the starting the starting right tackle is going to, and even it I does. think those are going to be small. It's going to be people that people are familiar with. It's going to be the quarterbacks. How- it's going to be the C.D. Lamb's, the Baker Mayfields of the world. It's not going to be, and I love I love them, but you know I, I just have a hard time thinking that somebody I don't even know insert regular starters name in there. I just don't think that they're going to be seeing as much profit as those other ones. It's well, just like go just go like
2: guys. go like Austin Reeves
0: versus any football player. Yep. Sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yep. I mean, what in the last 15 years in Oklahoma basketball, there's probably been three guys that we could bring on the podcast that would give us some bounce. I mean like Blake, uh Trey, obviously Trey Buddy. Yeah, yeah Blake, yeah, Trey and I mean, Buddy. I
1: I yeah. maybe even Spangler if you want to take an Oklahoma like super sure. hyper local ac- uh, angle.
0: Yeah. Like and, and like you'd bring him on once. You it wouldn't be like a recurring thing, you know. Um but, yeah, I mean, like, guys, even on the football team, like, think about the football team. How many guys do you think we could, like, in kind of like what Kerry's mentioning, like a role that they came on once a month or once every couple of weeks or whatever it was, how many guys on that team are really going to give us bounce? I mean, I, Creed Humphrey might be a first-round pick, and I don't think Creed Humphrey would, uh, would fill in that role. But that's the, that's the thing, Josh,
2: if you're dealing with – like legitimate media companies, they know how to get the bounce. Like we would know how to sell a player podcast. I mean, we can sure. we can sell podcasts with just us four jackoffs being on it. So, so we can true. certainly sell it with Creed Humphrey being on it. Like let yeah. let I mean, people that know how to do this kind of stuff do it instead of worrying about what your damn you know social media presence is going to bring you. Yeah. So I'm sort you of want wondering their... if
4: it brings out the creative side in people. Was it was it the Central Florida kicker?
1: Right. That yeah. Got yeah. yeah he,
4: like he,
3: yeah, you he think quit. about
4: some like Connor McGinnis with the holder of the year. That could have been something. Not not much, but it could have been something. So I'm kind of. Can you? I mean, like if you had Austin. How creative these guys get.
2: Like if you had Austin Seibert or Gabe Burkett. I mean, let's the all the stuff he's done. Have Gabe Gabe doing weird kicks at a car dealership. Like Bingo. that that'd be a great commercial and he could get paid for it. I mean it's it's inventive and and people would notice. It would bring it would be good for Gabe Burkich and it would be good for the car dealership. I mean it would benefit yeah. and that's essentially what you have to find and what we try and find. Like that's one thing I'm always preaching about is is this a good fit for us? Is this a good fit for you? It's like, you know, like Midfirst Bank, it was a good fit, you know, to, to, to sponsor this podcast for them. It was a good thing for us to be partnered with them. It's like, you have to go out there and find that. And I just don't, I, I think they have, they're going to get too many hands in the cookie jar and this isn't going to benefit anybody because it's going to be piecemeal together to where athletes don't really get what they can.
1: Yeah. And at its core, I think that the, what the NCAA looks at it as is they're trying to help the Donna De La Hayes of the world, the, 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 the Central Florida kicker that was ruled ineligible they they i think their last or their biggest fear is actually players going out and making money off of their name image and likeness from a company don't you think like i think they're more worried about and what they set out to do is try and get that to be okay if a guy has a company if the guy has something that he's making money off of to be able to make still make that money even though he's a student uh, a d1 student athlete it's not the more so the uh, you know, the, the quarterback that becomes a spokesman for whatever car lot out there.
2: Well, here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Alabama is going to come up with a system that pays their players as much as anybody. It's going to be a, a point of bragging, of recruiting, uh, you know, uh, a bulletin point. I mean, teams are going to want, uh, teams are going to be saying, this is how much money our athletes made off of name image likeness last year. Like there sure. it's going oh, yeah. to be an arms race. So for Lincoln Riley, if you're Lincoln Riley, you want to set this up to where your players can make a bunch of money. You don't want to hear crap from, you know, the athletic directors. And I'm not saying point to joke cause Dick cause he's been on top of this stuff forever, but you don't want this to get to some convoluted bunch of red tape stuff where it really doesn't benefit anybody except for the school. Once again, like, this needs to be something that the players can have where they can be successful and not caught up in a bunch of red tape like i said where everybody else is getting a piece of the action because ultimately it's, it's going to be a recruiting tool for ou football that's what this comes down to just like and, you think alabama is thinking anything else than that you think Tennessee is thinking anything else than that oh i mean ohio state's already sending show out stuff up in
1: tuscaloosa and starkville <laughs> and oxford and fayetteville i would imagine quite a bit
0: you said ohio state's already doing some stuff josh yeah i mean nothing like serious but like they're already like showing like pictures of columbus and like trying to market it you know like a oh, big city go anywhere from here blah blah blah, blah, blah. you know i mean it I think whatever you will like Columbus, but, I mean, at least they're being proactive with it. So no, they'll, um,
1: they'll do this. They will sell the shit out of Austin. Are you kidding me?
0: Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's, it's one of the things that, you know, Oklahoma has, you know, at least Oklahoma City's nearby. I mean, a lot of these college towns, there's nothing major. I mean, anywhere near them. So at least Oklahoma City just kind of a stone's throw, so they can use that and not be totally ridiculous in doing so. I mean, there's yeah, going to but- be some. There's going to be some really awful
2: things that happen out of this, like you know, people are going to be asked to do commercials that are terrible at doing commercials, or uh, they're going to ask someone to be like a MC for a big festival or something, and they're just going to die on the vine. I mean, it's going to. There's there's probably going to be some some figuring out exactly what works and doesn't work and what's good and what's not good. But it's kind of like if anything, like if Adrian Peterson were around this day and age, like uh, people on the board were saying, you know, give it an athlete and then give what he was gonna, you know, what he would, what would be a good sponsorship match. Uh, and my uh, demented mind thought uh, Adrian Peterson, all day boner pills. <laughs> I didn't better put that on the board, a belt, though. Better
1: than a belt company coming through.
2: Oh. Better than a what company? Belt. Oh, my
1: God.
2: Bob yeah. I, I didn't.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. What?
0: Nobody heard, it's Eddie. Gonna,
1: it's it's going to be interesting to see how, how it all works out. And, you know, I think that they – what do they have? I guess basically eight months to figure it out because the vote isn't going to necessarily come about – until January of 2021. So I would imagine that they're going to figure a lot of things out in between now and then. I just don't – I guess the, the, the best way to say it is I don't have any faith that the NCAA no. enough people up there that can figure it out.
2: Like, does anybody think that this is going to go well, especially at the start? Like, they're going to have to be checked by the public. Many, They're going to have to have all kinds of – they're going to make decisions. It's going to get blowback. They're going to make other decisions. They're going to get crucified. And eventually, they'll stop doing stupid shit. But there's going to be a lot of stupid shit that happens at the beginning of this thing where people are just like, this is not what it should be. Yeah, we talk about
1: as much football as we talk about. I I think that it's pretty obvious that the acceleration of trying to get this approved has a lot to do with what the G League's doing right now, doesn't it?
0: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, but, you know, there is no indication that the... You know, uh, I mean, obviously in basketball it's connected, but, I mean, we all know football is primarily the NCAA's breadwinner. I mean, that's where most of the money we comes know from. Right from the I mean, ever, yeah. We know that right now. I mean, yeah. more than ever we know that right now. And, I mean, there's no indication the NFL has any interest in developing any sort of minor leagues or developmental because it's just it's not cost prohibitive. I mean, you know, the – the developmental leagues can use damn high school gyms and I mean, you know, and they don't necessarily, at least not always, but like they don't have to invest the kind of money to for football to have the huge rosters and all the equipment and the safety concerns and all the insurance liability. I mean, like there's it's just the cost is extreme. Um so I, I don't think it's as easily done, but I, I I totally get what you it's absolutely reactionary, which is what it's what the NCA does, guys. I mean like we're talking about there's going to be some, you know, some walls are going to crash in the beginning. I mean, you know, the start might be rocky, kind of like, you know, it took 60 years to figure out the bowl system might not be the best way to figure out a national champion and then like 17 editions later we got to the playoffs. So I mean, it's it's going to happen. I mean, just give it like 65 years, the NCA will figure this out perfectly and it will all be it'll be great.
4: Yeah, I'm sort of wondering what direction OU goes cuz I, I we're all talking, you know, be a spokesperson for car dealerships or whatever but we've seen what their recruiting staff and graphic design team has been gearing toward and that's their own individual brand we saw that on signing day so i wonder how that will conflict or how that's going to work with in terms of trying to integrate them into companies that are over, that are already there or trying to make them into their own little mini companies
1: I think that's interesting, Bob, because that's where I think where you get into what kind of Carrie was talking about is, you know, what's to say a third party that OU hires or whoever, whatever school hires, doesn't know that, oh, OU or, you know, whatever school I work for already has a relationship with, you know, whatever company, why don't we just push them in that direction and everybody wins in that case. And I think that that is far from what they want in the spirit of kind of passing the legislation, right?
2: Yeah, you're using your, your players as a commodity to sell advertising in that situation. Exactly. exactly. When that, to me, what this should be about is players just being able to profit off themselves without any kind of strings attached. But I don't know that that's ever going to happen. I really don't. Not, not, to the, not to the extent that, you you know, it could or should.
1: Yeah. I, I, it, it's kind of a scary slope. And I think that, you know, in a way I would just like to know what the universities think of this as far as, is it, is it something that aids them or is it something that they're going to have to basically break their back to make work?
2: I, you know, I read the article on the athletic that David Ubbin wrote about Tennessee. Uh, And it was about, you know, the, the firm that they'd hired that, they're paying between 10 to 50,000 i guarantee it's more like 50,000 and they were so um it they were so hyper focused on kids being able to post pictures of themselves on their social media channels like i was just like what the fuck are you talking about like how does that make any sense to kids being able to make money off of themselves like Okay, great. They can post pictures. They can like is this like you guys said, is this about building your own personal brand or is this actually about getting to be able to take advantage of opportunities that you should be able to take advantage of, which is being the face or you know, being a sponsorship or I mean I I know they won't kick out Jason White as the air conditioning guy and you know, in favor of, you know, a new player every year. But you know, just stupid little thing. I mean, to me, worrying about, you know, making money off your social channels, like, that's, that's such a small part of it for most of these guys. Yeah. I mean, is it, we all know that Buki has that massive Instagram following. Like, that's kind of like, is he really going to be able to make $100,000 because he has all those Instagram followers? I don't think so. I don't think there's anybody think- that can do that for him.
1: I think it's going to also be interesting is say you get a five-star kid and you you strike up a deal with him right as he comes out of high school. Mhm. What if I mean what if he for lack of a better term what if the kid sucks? Yep. And he's a plus? Do they go, <laughs> I, back, I do they go back? Yeah. Did they go back after a freshman season in which maybe the coach halfway through the season he plays 3 games and he says, "You know what? We're going to redshirt you, man. We're not you're not going to play the rest of the year." Does he still get that money for the rest of the semester? Are they paying him for commercial? I I think those are all really interesting questions.
2: Well, you know, it it also opens up another thing, which, you know, I'm not complaining about this. I did it to myself, but it's like uh, I was joking around doing the redneck thing about Spencer Rattler uh, in his, you know, behind-the-back catches and stuff like that, and he blocked me because he thought I was being serious, which is fine, but, like, if you're a player and you're using your social media channel to make money off of, then you can't be blocking people and you can't be you know you can't be a real person on social media then you can't be in your feelings all that stuff and you have to deal with people talking shit to you if after you have a bad game now like you can't just ignore social media if it's become a source of income for you you can't just it's, it's it's hard to just say oh I don't mess with social media anymore when you're when you're making money off of it
1: a guy goes out has a bad game he's getting a bunch of hell on social media Tells everybody to fuck off, and then they go. You know what? We're not going to use that brand anymore. We're not using yeah, we're, that product. You're
2: losing anymore. your. You're losing your sponsorship.
1: <laughs> that, those are those we're are
2: Tiger Woods and s- you. S- Was it Kobe lost Sprite? I know Tiger yeah. lost Tudor watches, and some other stuff. Of course, you remember the watches. Well, he had his own damn watch. They had a Tiger Woods <laughs> Tudor. It's a badass watch. <laughs> I'd still take
0: one. So you support, you know, him <laughs> just cheating on his wife? I, just here, I don't
2: have a wife. I don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Nobody's here to yell at me for supporting Tiger. T-
0: Tiffany's looking over my shoulder. I've got to go. go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, it, 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 it does open up when you start making it all about social media marketing like, it, it it makes it to where you can't close that stuff off. I don't know if that's a good thing for players. Certain players, particularly. I mean, a freshman quarterback like Spencer Rattler who hasn't ever started a game, and he's going to go. I mean, th- Fox used his his picture on their graphic about this. Like, he hasn't even started a game. He's a Heisman Trophy favorite, like top four or five in Vegas. When you can bet again, I guess. Um and, like, he's going into the season with all this pressure. Like, he blocked me for being a stupid redneck, you know, parody on his site. Like,
0: that's a lot of pressure for those kids. Speaking the, of, has anybody the, contacted the MGM to see where Tanner Mordecai is in those rankings? He's not on them. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay.
1: we should, just, uh, we should send wondering. out feelers to that. Yeah. This is a question for Josh and Bob. How, would the, how, much, how big do you think that would become in the recruiting world? As far as selling, like I almost feel like, you know, we talk about Oklahoma needing a bigger uh, recruiting staff. I feel like that's an entire new division inside the recruiting uh, recruiting uh, offices.
2: Well, that's why they're paying these companies fifty grand a year to come in and and run that stuff
1: for them. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. So those are more that's more geared to the recruiting side of it as opposed to the actual team side, or or is it kind of all
2: encompassing? I think you have to kind of keep it separated. Like, you still have your team focus and your recruiting focus, and then you have a separate division that
0: handles player marketing. Yeah. I mean, you'd almost have to have people um, kind of using the data that's available. You know, okay, our guys are getting, you know, our... Our starting 11 on offense averaged, you know, $4,000 a month last year in advertising or something. You know, I mean, whatever the number may be. But Shit, you'd have, be to have to, to have some limit. way to – yeah, no, I mean, you'd have to find some way to present it. I, and, again, I want to be clear, I don't think the numbers are going to be as daunting as everybody – like, everybody's got in their head like everybody's going to make $50,000. I'm like, that's not going to happen, guys. Um, mm-hmm. The um, – oh, I had something else that I was going to – You know,
2: I don't. I don't said. think that anything will ever top – Revenue-wise, of what EA Sports was doing, I really don't. I don't think there's anything else. By the way, it also said jersey replica jerseys would not be allowed. Like that's some bullshit right there because they've been doing that forever.
0: Well, I mean, it's not like. What, do you mean like replicas with names on them? Yes. Why could you not do that? They said you can't because. <laughs>
1: because it would it be because it's a close affiliation with the school.
2: Because it like needs the school on the
1: jersey? Well yeah,
2: that's yeah, that's part of it. It's like you can't have the school can't be part of your advertise like conveniently, right? Like they can't use like if you do a car ad, you can't say, I'm OU quarterback Spencer Rattler. He just has to go on there and be like, you know, when I take the field
0: with my teammates
4: <laughs> For so and just, for such, see, and such team but, that doesn't
0: exist. But that's so stupid. Like, oh, you. I mean, like, obviously, oh, you would get a cut of that. Like, they produced the jersey. and like Spencer, like sewed it himself. I mean, like, it, that's just no. Off your nose to they don't your get face. a cut of it. They get all of it. That's the way it's been going. No, no. no that's going. What I'm saying, like, no, no. What I'm saying is, going forward, obviously, Spencer would get a cut of it. But you're still getting something, which is better than nothing. You can still buy a goddamn Baker
2: Mayfield jersey in our in our fanatics store in the rival shop. I'm pretty sure
1: we need to start taking lists. Uh, and I encourage everybody to continue buying the Baker Mayfield jersey out of the fanatic store on Rivals.com. But we need to start making a list of those people and possibly just keeping tabs on them in case anybody goes missing or in case like, you know, Emily Mayfield goes missing before a Monday night game or something. God forbid.
2: What are you doing right
0: now? Eddie's so been watching saying, Selena under those, quarantine. He's those concerned.
1: People, those people can't be trusted is what I'm saying. They haven't
2: moved on, The people man. that are buying the Baker Mayfield jerseys, you mean.
1: But I encourage everybody to continue to so still on. do it, yes. Does it have his name on it, or is it just a six? I think it's
4: just a six. I, just a six. So it's, and it's an Antoine Savage jersey.
1: Okay. There you go.
2: Yeah, that's what or they maybe a Trey what Brown. They maybe
1: a Trey Brown jersey.
2: Okay, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to the Rivals fan shop. Men.
1: We're, just, we're not selling Baker Maple jerseys, Gary. We're selling Trey Brown jerseys. <laughs>
0: Boom. Get him, Trey. I mean, to be fair, Bob and I were beating the drum for that guy for a while, so at least Rivals can claim that's a Trey <laughs> Brown jersey. You can get a number two. You can Oh, yeah, you can get a
2: number one with uh, Murray on the back of it.
4: You with can Murray? Get, oh, you
2: can get okay. an 11 wow. basketball jersey with Young on the back. You can get a five with brown on the back. Who the hell was nineteen? Caleb Kelly. <laughs> I don't. I well, don't see a Baker Mayfield game. one though. There's a CeeDee Lamb and a Kyler
0: Murray. But there's no sixes. I don't know what the, I don't know what the scoff was for, Kyle. It's Kerry. That's a former five-star recruit. Okay, people are buying. Unless that it's
4: like twenty nineteen, like the year they're trying to to emphasize yeah, what they do at Media true. Day.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: I thought it was Justin uh, Brown. Is, I think that that's Justin a weird Brown. thing to me.
2: <laughs> Justin Brown's the only other nineteen I can think of. Why is that? Who is?
0: Why am I going? Who's Brown five? Why am I not picturing Hollywood? Oh, obviously. Okay, yeah. I was like, "There's something I'm missing," but I might, might just had a hole in the brain. I couldn't get there. Basketball ten. Who is that? Hollis
1: Price. Boom,
0: hmm. um, and you get a Blake yeah, that one I can remember but not Hollywood Brown from two years ago I don't know what the I I'd
1: be- I'd be. I highly doubt anybody's going in there to buy those maybe say <laughs> maybe it's just a Blake Bell throwback basketball <laughs> <laughs> from
0: Blake his days Bell. in Wichita KS
2: <laughs> oh god all right um 19 J- could be striker Jaden Hazelwood let's talk about this real quick uh, uh, and then I want to get into some recruiting stuff but uh yeah we reported that what was that thursday i guess it would have been thursday night during the draft it, it's like yeah. minutes before lamb got picked I it was know, the worst timing ever so yeah i confirmed it right before lamb uh well confirmed it through multiple people but the the one that made me feel like okay we can run with this now it happened right before lamb and and we didn't really want to make that big of a deal out of it because it wasn't you know it was a special night for lamb and was going to be for kenneth murray soon after that and It's just not really our style. Like, I think Josh could agree with this. Like, it's gotten to that point, and we get jokes about it all the time. Like, that's not something that we'd want to plaster on Twitter uh, uh, in that situation because, you know, it's basically like, look, this is some really harrowing news. It's for you guys who subscribe to our website, and we just put it on our members-only board on the Crimson Corner, and we just kind of left it at that. And, you know, then... It kinda of, the you know, it started with kind of people didn't want to believe it and so they tried to say that this was going on and then and then I checked back in the next day, I was like, no, it's torn ACL. Um and so everybody else has now kind of jumped on board and reported it in different ways. Some crediting us, some no, not. Um But
0: I, which of your checks are signed by rivals dot com? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Yeah, that's uh kind of bush i would say
2: um anyway
1: if you're rewriting stories all day you might get confused yeah that's true
2: um anyway yeah i mean Jaden <laughs> hazelwood he's out and, and a torn acl it's not going to be a quicker recovery. and here's the other thing about that and i don't know we, we I, I bet lincoln won't even address this or even acknowledge it because he's terrible he's, he he's so yep. much no worse way. talking about like at least when, you know, Bob was around, if you you if you called him on an injury, he would acknowledge it and talk about it. Lincoln won't do that. He won't even acknowledge what type of injury someone has when they have an injury.
4: Lower body yeah, injury of some sort? Okay. Somewhere, somewhere
0: below his jaw.
2: It's very frustrating, but at the same time, it doesn't make me feel bad when we have to break that kind of news uh, either. Um, but, I, you know, what? Kind, my question is, like, with this going on right now, and I'm, you know, he's got a good family and everything, and I'm sure they're watching out for him, but, uh, and I'm sure the coaches are trying to do as much as they can, but like, how much rehab can you really get if you're going through? Because I know I've, I've read some articles that that's a big concern with college coaches that they have players at home right now who should be going through a strict rehab program, and they don't know if, if they're really able to keep to that or even get the type of rehab help. Or care that they need so i it's it's a really bad time to tear an acl right now i would just say
1: i i I mean my biggest question would be can you even get in right now to see a doctor or to have a procedure done i don't believe that you can can you can
2: yeah you can Oh, you can that stuff has been it's been they've they've relaxed the uh and this wouldn't even be considered elective yeah i mean this would okay
0: this is quality of life stuff. Like yeah. th- this, 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 okay. would, this would be effective. I mean, like, he, he could have done this at the height of everything.
4: And if he's back home in Georgia, are they one of the states that are opening
1: back up this week?
2: They are. They're yeah, they, they, yes, they're they are. Opened. In fact,
1: it hasn't even really been talked about. I haven't seen.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were open since I'm Friday. Being, I'm being
1: sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> By the way, I, am, I want to get this out there. I don't know how you feel about this, Eddie. I'm not shaming anyone for gathering or doing anything like the My time has passed. Like I was all down for let's quarantine. Now that they're trying to open things, but I'm not being judgmental, asshole. I'm not doing that. Like so, don't worry. Like I had an issue with it. I don't have an issue with it now that people are saying that you know the ban is lifted. So
1: no, I'm right there with you. I'm ready to go. I'm in fact, I would be even as so bold to tell you all that. Uh, I hung out with some people over the weekend. We had a good time. We observed social distancing, and it was, it was fun. It was good to have interaction with other people again. So, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, I'm very positive right now about everything. I'm, I'm, I'm as positive, I think, as I've been. In fact, I would go as far to say I'm more hopeful that the football season is actually going to start on time today than I have been probably in three months. Yeah, I, it feels like three months. I, I, I know it hasn't been three months, but I'm kind of right there with I mean, you.
2: We had the news today about the
0: what's it called, Josh? Uh, rem Rem Oh yeah, yeah. The the treatment. Yeah, uh, Rem Rem or something like like. There's there's a few vowels that feel like they should be missing and they're not, so it's weird. But the yeah, yeah. I mean, Fauci is
2: released. Um, you know, this is not. I, I want to keep this pod friendly. I'm not going to get medical because I'm not a doctor, but they basically did some tests with this and what it showed was that it takes, according to Fauci, it takes 11 days for people to recover instead of 15 uh, when they're on this drug. And people still die who are on this drug. So it's not the end-all be-all, but what was encouraging is that he said, we have proved that, you know, this virus can be slowed by a drug. So his point was, you know, he kind of compared it to AIDS and, and you know, when that when they first started getting treatments and it was all over the place, he said, but then when they found one thing, they combined it with something else, and eventually, you know, years went by and they had a treatment, and that's what they're kind of expecting with this.
1: I noticed you said AIDS, Carrie. Is that when two men touched their penises together?
2: I think you had to get that butt stuff involved for that to happen. Maybe you need a bidet. bidet.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It uh,
2: involves bidet owners.
1: The crazy thing to me is is this like groundbreaking news every day when a university this is the thing that's triggered me when every university has come out and been like, Yeah, we plan on having classes in the fall. No shit. Like, why do we keep making that into big news? I would be worried about a university if they weren't planning on having classes in the fall.
0: Oh, see, I go the other way on that. Like that, that buoys me a little bit. I'm like, okay, okay. Because I mean, I'm a Josh. Eddie, we, we were taught, we were talking for like a month about why do they keep canceling stuff? Why are they canceling stuff three or four months out? Like, just let it play. Like sure. that to me is like they're getting indications that this is gonna like that that things are calming. And and like I said, it may not be true. It's just same in reverse. I mean, like it may not be true three months from now, but for right now, I'm like that, that makes me feel good. Cause these are people that are privy to information that I am not privy to. So like, I, I like that to hear that, like, okay, they're they they've got reason to believe that things can find some level of normalcy in the next, you know, three to four months. Yeah. I'm kind of with you it, as long as schools aren't,
2: you know, continually doing the doomsday stuff, which seemed to be yes. all we were getting for a while that they're actually talking about this. And what was it, the University of Oregon is trying to hold open enrollments and stuff so they can make sure kids get into class for this next semester. Like, to me, all of that's encouraging. Now, I'm still not encouraged that fans are going to be in the stands or anything of that sort, but playing football, I feel better about it today than I have since this whole thing started.
0: Same. I... I, they're, they're gonna, the stadium cannot be as normal. Like, I just don't see any way that can happen until there's a vaccine because are just too many people yeah. that are at risk. Um, but like, I, I was about of the mind they were going to have to play in empty stadiums. I don't think that's the way it's going to go, but they're going to have to find some middle ground. Oh, I think they're playing in empty stadiums. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know I, that that's a lot of revenue to walk away from for them to not try to find some sort of answer.
1: The baseball stuff makes me hopeful in that. I mean, it seems like that is slowly coming together that we're going to have a, a good idea. If things keep progressing by, uh, I would say middle May and that yeah. is what, I mean, May 1st is in a couple of days. So I, I, I feel like their, their hope is that you can maybe get a couple thousand fans into the stadium uh, by the start of the playoffs. And, I mean, for colleges, I would imagine you're going to take care of the families before anybody, kind of like that they were going to do uh, at the very uh, onset of all this, when they were going to just la- allow families into the uh, Big 12 tournament. But it's going to be interesting to see here over the next couple months just if we, A, can Definitely. continue on this trajectory, in which I think is a positive, and then, B, what kind of decisions they make on the back end of it.
2: You know what I would love to see? More than anything, right now, is if universities came and said, Look, we're going to play the games, but the only fans that could come to the games are those with luxury suites. (laughs) (laughs) That would drive everyone insane. Plus, you would have all these drunk, you know, rich people just screaming. That's all you, that's a whole ambiance for the game that you would
0: have. Do you think they would have to have like security like let them into the stadium like they'd have to have like almost like a walk like some of the SEC teams do into the stadium with like security keeping people back from them being able to go into the stadium and you know Joe from Cushing not being able to make it in they'd have to
2: have the, the yellow coats stand out yes. in front of them yeah you.
0: exactly like that. they couldn't just roll in like from their cars in the nice little parking area they'd have to they would need a detail I know some people that would get
2: so triggered if that happened, and that's mainly the reason I want to see it
0: happen. I can think of a few. Some of them might even be in my bloodline, so it's. Uh, <laughs> I think some people would get pretty hot. Mm, I just think it would be fascinating,
2: really. So.
1: Dosman's well, name might take a hit. A hit from the phone calls to the uh, ticket office if that were to happen. <laughs> oh but- boy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I don't know, you know, like, I'm sure it's not, you know, like, baseball is just now starting to refund people. I'm curious how OU handles the whole Sooner Club donation in order to get, you know, season tickets on top of the cost, the face value and stuff like that. Like, because they could kind of just say, oh, that was a donation. We don't have, I, I didn't know you wanted that back.
1: I've had a lot of people that have asked me what what I thought would happen to uh, you know obviously tickets and then uh, that opens up a
2: the donor fees. whole new
1: can of worms when you talk about the donor uh, amounts and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think that that is something that the schools are probably uh, planning oh, for, but gosh. hoping they never have to even come close to broaching.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's it's you've got certain levels that would really kick your ass to give back. And luxury suites would be number one. But, I mean, there's, there's a lot of seating on the west side that people pay a lot of money. I mean, and you think about the money that people donate to be able to be, you know, to get so many OU Texas tickets every year. What a headache this will be. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> that's true. There's,
4: I mean, it's just like, for sure. There's not much more you can say at at this point. It's it's gonna be a mess.
2: Okay, so uh, recruiting, the uh, latest there. Uh, Josh, maybe you just kind of want to give us a, an overview of anything that's kind of transpired. I know you guys were talking about before the pod some of these
0: virtual visits that, are, like that are
2: showing up anyway, right now. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, we know of one. We know of one that's definitely happening today, I think, almost as we speak. I need to check with the kid, but I think that's right. Uh, Danny Stutzman out of Winter Garden, Florida. Uh, guy, We've got a story up on him on the front page right now. Kind of perfect timing to <laughs> have this conversation. Um, but is a guy that uh, OU offered in early March, and I kind of didn't know where that was, but I've had conversations with a few people over the last few weeks, and it is clear that Oklahoma is trying to make it known to this guy that he is a priority. He's having a virtual visit day with Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, Brian Odom will be involved, Uh, you know, obviously, I guess, with Odom. But it is – he is a guy that Oklahoma wants and from what I'm told would absolutely take. This is not a, you know, we kind of like this guy. We'll see where he fits. Like, you know, he's kind of down the line. This is a guy they want, would take. I think they – you know, and then – Depending on how you look at Kobe McKenzie, I mean, Oklahoma could have their two linebacker commits. And from what I understand, if they took another one, it would be you know kind of it's a guy we can't say no to kind of situation. Like, I would think Kendall Daniels probably still fits into that. The Smale Munden kid that I've talked uh, about from a Georgia would definitely fit into that. But, I mean, there is not just a we're going to take a third guy. It's going to be a, a dude if they're going to take a third guy.
4: You wonder if Kobe McKenzie can be 2021 20, after everything that's going on with it, you the know, way schools have shut, shut shut down and stuff of that nature. Can he get the coursework in at all to even try to make that happen? It,
0: it, you know, he has got to be excited that this, the, like we were just talking about, it seems like things are starting to calm down and everybody's not being like, well, we're, we're, we're punting till three months from now. Like everybody's starting to say, oh, okay, like we can maybe start doing some things, and you know, you think about that. He's obviously going to have to take a bunch of summer courses this during this upcoming summer. Well, it's if he does them online, hey, that should be available to him. Like that, those things. Like I've talked about before, I think all those things can work. What I'm interested to see is if he can, if he is fully aware of all the course requirements he's going to need to check off. Like that's the thing I don't right. know because. You know, Oklahoma's, you know, uh, counseling department, they're not there. I mean, there's no one there to field those phone calls or emails or whatever. So how how does that get communicated had it already been done? I mean, you don't know how far down the road Kobe was. And I, I've talked to him and his dad a little bit about it. And it's, like I said, I I always get the impression that maybe, I, I don't even want to say I got the impression, it, his dad clearly had told me, It was something they'd kind of discussed and they had kind (laughs) of started to lay the groundwork for. But I don't think everybody in the family was ready for Kobe to make that announcement when he made it. And so I don't know if they had been able to check every box that they needed to before they really, okay, now we're dug in, now we're going to do this, we know what path we have to take. I don't think that existed. So now they're trying to kind of work their way through it. And obviously the weeds are everywhere because there's so much that is, just making it less convenient than it would have been a year ago at the same point. Breaking news. I
2: don't know if you guys are ready for this. CD Lamb has just posted. Four minutes ago, my journey with the at Dallas Cowboys is just getting started, but I know I already have a competitive edge. My at sleep number 360 smart bed. Yeah, uh, he has Z's a Hashtag ad. Yesterday. Hashtag smarter yeah. sleep. I, He's
1: mad. I thought he was. Our boys grown up.
0: I thought he was going to give me credit for all those games I came to in high school. He's like, I know uh, this couldn't have happened without Josh McQuestion <laughs> there to videotape all the crazy things I did. Since I'm because... already blocked, I had no
2: no problem uh, quote tweeting. Can't wait to see Spencer Rattler's my pillow ad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know it have been great, Josh, if he would have said since he didn't sleep on me. I'm not going to sleep on him. That's why I'm
2: Josh Wittgen a new bet. Yeah, can you imagine Josh just starts <laughs> using his monthly salary
0: to get people to promote him? Oh, that'd be amazing. Ooh. Hey, uh, you know, the one guy I don't have to pay is Gerald McCoy. That dude came back at me again during the draft. It was like the one thing that buoyed me from CeeDee Lamb going to the Dallas Cowboys. I had, I got to enjoy Gerald again giving me a little love, and I'm like, dude, not necessary, but you'd think you again,
2: you think you could use some of that pool and get him on the pod or something sometime.
0: I've never asked. I, I bet Gerald would do it. I mean, you know, Gerald loves Taco talk OU football, so I don't think there'd be a big problem. I know dad would do it. I know he'd come on with you, Carrie. So, uh, but now, I mean, if we if we found the time, I bet you Gerald would
2: do it. Get Gerald and GK on at the same time. That'd be there
0: good. There we go. Oh Lord. We wouldn't even need to talk. We'd no, we would never yep. <laughs> We wouldn't have to say anything.
2: Um well maybe you and Bob can work on that on the pod together that you
0: haven't put together yet. That everybody wants oh, you to. Wow. Ooh, yeah, you know shots fired. Wow. That was that was aggressive. That wasn't even passive aggressive. That was just aggressive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't pat I don't passively aggress. <laughs>
4: uh um Look, Josh, do we know what yeah. these virtual visits are are like? Are we just start, Gonna figure it out as we as we go along here.
0: Yeah, I I don't, and, and that's kind of something I've tried to get a answer on. And I, you know, obviously it's going to differ from kid to kid. You know, depending on who they're who's going to be involved with it, what they're going to do. But I thought, you know, and we we kind of went around it. Keon Coleman um, tweeted out a a kind of interesting graphic today where. Bob and I both had the same thought. Like it just looked like a normal okay, hey OU's great, you know, kind of my me wearing OU jersey on the field or what, you know, it just it looked like a standard graphic kind of edit thing. But then it had a date on it, and you're like, well, why would you date that? And Bob and I went to the same place. Like I wonder if he's doing one too because so that that's kind of the thing because I've checked with a lot of guys. Like I'm, I've talked to Bryce Foster and Bryce Foster was like, no, hadn't even come up yet. So I don't know. I'm I'm. I really think this is something they may be doing with guys they think they could close on. Like, this, like I think Danny Stutchman's pretty close, and if you told me this time next week we're talking about his commitment, it wouldn't shock me. So I'm wondering if they're trying to make that an important thing, kind of like, you know, like we talked about the spring game, like not just bringing every dude in, but focusing on guys that you really can, you know, Kind of start to, I don't apply impression not the right word, but just letting them know, hey man, we want you in this class, but we can't wait forever, kind of thing.
4: I turned myself off.
2: I was trying to let Bob shine.
4: That, well, because Tennessee's going to take them all because they're the latest school that's getting all these. God, do you know how many of, of my friends? Out, out of nowhere.
2: <laughs> you know how many friends have just randomly texted me like,
0: "Why is Tennessee's sending people <laughs> a weekend?" well let me say it's there's two huge things here for Tennessee on field success and all the n f l draft picks <laughs> uh, god guys, it's I mean, I mean
2: is it a bigger like is it the, one of the biggest draft traditions has literally
0: become laughing at Texas during the draft uh the I mean, when they had to get—I mean, A&M and UT's biggest excitement this year was a couple of third-round picks. That—that that was what got their juices going, and had Billy Lucci just talking up a storm. Did he really? Oh, oh, did How you? Did oh no, I, 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 subtweeted the hell out of him because he was—he—he's oh, okay. so busy <laughs> recruiting Bryce Foster. Um, oh God, I can only imagine. He's like, Well, you know, look at look at the league and the offensive linemen they've produced and blah, 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 blah. And then he talks about all the NFL offensive linemen A and produced. None of those guys played for anybody on the current staff. What are you talking yeah, about? like the Matthews kid? Is that yeah. oh God. That's Isn't that's, he that's like OU claim Yeah, that's that's like OU claiming Trent Williams. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, Trent Williams came from OU, but Bill Biedenbo and Trent Williams. Probably wouldn't know each other if they walked by each other in a hall. Like it's not like that.
2: Um, I mean, it's closer but, though because at least you know Bill came there in. There is continuity. Bill sure. came
0: in with Daryl Williams and Tyrus Thompson, which you, you yeah, were the no, guys and, that followed him up. And he had some relationship there. Like yeah. I mean, he worked with Gabe. He you know, like there are NFL guys even before this latest round that he at least had a hand in. But the current offensive line coach at M's been there for about I I don't even, I think this is his first year. Is it the um, it's the guy that used to be a Henson, the guy that was at Oklahoma State. Is this Josh, year one for Josh him? Josh Henson. Did he just come over, or was is this? It's been, a, it's been a couple of years. He was, yeah, he was down there for uh, last. I think last
1: year was his first year in in okay. College Station, Josh.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like you can't sit there and then, and that's the more hilarious part of it is he's running down offensive line playing the Big Twelve and touting A and M when A and M hired a Big Twelve offensive line coach. Like, what are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. But I guess this is my weekly A&M fans-are-crazy rant, so
2: I I, apologize. I'll I'll sign up for the Billy Lucci rant
0: every week if you want to do it. it, Like I said, it was something about, well, look at all the linemen the SEC has produced, and look at the rest of the league. Iron sharpens iron, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I I tweeted something like, if you're having to talk about the fact that your conference is great, you're probably not very relevant in that conference. And that's, I mean, that's the fact of the matter. A&M is, they are, I mean, what's the comparable? I mean, for the SEC East, I mean, it's not Georgia, it's not Florida. Who are they? I mean, are they South Carolina of the SEC West? Yeah,
2: that's a pretty decent example. Yeah, I mean. They're, Except they're, they're little go a little bit, they'll, they play teams a little bit tougher than South Carolina does. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I mean, they, they lose really well. Like, I mean, they're they're very good at it. Um <laughs>
2: That's true, but, and they're I mean, very it, the, proud of
0: how well they Yeah, lose. no, I mean, you know, they they didn't get, I mean, completely annihilated by LSU like Oklahoma did, but of course, you know, they didn't go anywhere. They played in the – they weren't even in the Alamo Bowl, were they? What bowl was hey, that? You know, they
1: played OSU in the Texas Bowl, right? Oh, that's right, yeah. That's the Texas Bowl. Yeah,
0: there's a win. I mean, God, if, what recruit doesn't want to be part of that? Let, let, hey – that's a perfect point, guys. I, I'd like to say there is a point when playing in the playoff is better than just any bowl game. <laughs> oh my I'm not God. saying is
2: this like four years ago
0: all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I, I am I am all for OU not playing in the playoff to win a good, I don't know, BCS level game. But if it's in the playoff or, you know, the Poinsettia, you know, Poolan weed eater bowl, I'll pass. I think it's just the San Diego Credit Union Bowl now. That's just so sad. Remember when it was a holiday bowl? That was great. That was Why was that always so good? Because it was Pac-10, Big 12. That was.
2: I mean, yeah. those games were always good. Yeah. Well, it was the second best Pac-10 team that didn't go to the
0: Rose Bowl. Yeah. So you were always playing a pretty good team. Well, it was like that year. It was that Bomar year that OU had no business yeah. beating that Oregon team and just kind of found a way to do it. Was that... Who was the quarterback for that Was that when Dixon got hurt? Oh. That was when Dixon
2: was just a pup, oh, okay. right? Or was that after he got hurt against Arizona that
0: year? Was that Was that the year before? That would have been the year before. No, that would been the year after they lost up there, right? Oklahoma lost in Eugene. Because they beat them in 04. Oh, you lost in Eugene in 06, so the next in, year
2: 06. they
0: lost. Yeah, right. okay, okay,
2: yeah. So, uh, yeah, I... I don't. Brady Leaf was, still was been... their quarterback, but Dennis Dixon was on wow. that team. Yeah, that
0: that name has faded from memory.
4: And I'm gutless because I thought I wasn't a Leaf kid, but I, I was too afraid to say it.
2: No, <laughs> course, count it, Bob.
0: Nope. nope, Bob <laughs> doesn't count. It- Anybody else <laughs> in this podcast, I'd be like, you're full of shit. Bob, I'm like, Bob remembered. He just like, I, I, I totally believe that storyline, but Carrie's right. Know you know what, Bob? People is. don't
2: care if you're right. They just care if you're
0: first. <laughs> you can finish second. You can finish third. Hell, you can finish fourth. That was like our, that was like breaking
2: news on our message board, all wrapped up into one thing. <laughs> uh, anything else on recruiting that you wanted to hit on Josh?
0: Um, I know there's something I'm, I'm overlooking. Uh,
2: I I don't know, Josh,
4: it's it's a pretty tame week so far. It
0: has been, it has been. Um, I will say I have, um, continued to talk to some various people. I, you know, I don't know how, I can't remember how much we got into Christian Leary last weekend. Uh, Christian Leary or last week, Christian Leary has announced, he's going to announce on June 6th, um. I I like where Oklahoma is. I've heard talk of like Alabama and some other schools, and that. I keep hearing it's OU in Florida that that it's going to be. You know, him staying closer to home or him going to Oklahoma. Don't get me wrong; I would never write off Alabama. I would never write off some of the other big programs involved with him. I just keep hearing those are the two schools that stand out. It sounds like Florida has some confidence. I mean, I, and I don't want people are going to read that and hear, oh, they you know Florida thinks they've got him. It's not what I'm saying. I just they feel like they're in the race. Like they feel like they're right there. They are very, uh, from what I've talked, the people I've talked to, Oklahoma is their primary concern. They they think Oklahoma is very real as a threat. Um, Obviously, Oklahoma can sell two straight. You know, first round wide receivers. Florida has for all the talent. Florida recruits they haven't produced many receivers as of late. I mean, Van Jefferson um, is is kind of the best of a lot to this point. I mean, Van Jefferson's a good player. But you know, not quite of the same notoriety to a high school recruited CD Lamb, and um, you know, so I, I think he's the guy to follow. I continue to hear good things about Caleb Williams. I still think Oklahoma likes where they're at with him. Um, and I I like I said, as we're seeing things starting to relax, you can start if if these guys can just get to some campuses. I think you'll see the chips start to fall pretty fast. Like I I think there are just guys that either. A want to see Oklahoma, or B want to go see a couple of other schools. Kind of make sure that their mind is where they think it is, and then be done with it. I, I, I don't. I think a lot of these guys, this you know, with all that's happened at Ohio State and USC and North Carolina, we mentioned Tennessee. These guys know that some of the big program spots are starting to fill up, and if you waste time, you're going to miss out on the opportunity you want. So I think guys, they don't want to rush it and do something foolish. But at the same time, they know that, you know, you don't know how long these open windows are going to last. So I think you'll see guys taking some trips this summer. Speaking of Florida quarterbacks,
2: I forgot that Felipe Franks transferred to Arkansas. That's...
0: Yeah, that that Arkansas rosters, it's... I I mean, there's a reason
2: they haven't had a lot of great receivers. Their quarterback has been atrocious. Oh, it's been... I mean...
0: When you lose a guy and then he transfers to, where did Ty Story go? Was it? Uh,
1: Western Kentucky.
0: Yes, and then comes in and, and kicks he, your ass. That's he, No, I'm talking about he, Florida, not Arkansas. Then he
1: back to Fayetteville and beat Arkansas yeah. last
0: year. Yep, yep.
2: No, I, 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 I thought you were anybody... going to say Will Greer. They actually had Will Greer on their campus and transferred to West Virginia.
0: Well, it it was so – it was refreshing, you know, that they – that Florida, you know, after years of Urban Meyer was like, listen here, we're going to follow the rules pretty closely and Will Greer can't be here. We've had Chris Rainey and his whole crew doing God knows what, Aaron Hernandez. But this guy that's – you know, what was it like – was it steroids? Like something like that? It was PEDs, yeah. Yeah, like we can't have that guy on campus. But the guys that are running around, you know, hurting women, we we can make that okay. That's going to be fine. But – PEDs, you got to go, Will Greer.
2: I'm sorry, Bob, I interrupted you there. You're going to bring up one more thing, I think, about recruiting.
4: Well, I think that was one of the minor thing maybe we were overlooking, Josh. Caleb Williams did say Saturday night that he's looking to narrow it down again. I don't know what that's going to mean. Does that mean a top three coming up or something? But that was a big announcement that he had over the weekend sure. that he's getting closer and closer. And I don't know. It just it continues to be a waiting game on that front. You can... Tell some OU fans don't care about getting closer and closer as they (laughs) keep watching the other schools do what they've been able to do.
1: Well, and I I think that in a way, too, don't you guys think that we're basically Sports Illustrated's kind of pulling the strings on this whole thing, or at least it seems like from the outside looking in,
2: like he's committed to it, yeah, and he has to stay committed to the whole bit, basically.
1: (laughs) That once he commits, that blog's
4: going to be useless. No one's going to care except the school that he goes to. And we mentioned that like a month ago. Is like, is this going to be? Because I I don't remember Buki's really well when he had the USA Today thing. But I don't know if the appeal is just you know that he's lingering out there, that he's not committed, and what's going to happen when he does commit. And and so it it was a question I brought up last month and the way that. Caleb kind of pumps it up every Monday. It gives you some thought that maybe there's legitimate truth in there.
2: You just scared everyone by bringing up the fact that Buki had a diary last year or two years ago. It just never. Did, I don't know why say, does it. Why you, it never works. Out. It's commitment videos. It's <laughs> recruiting diaries. It's
0: like, it's like a curse.
2: It's unbelievable. <laughs>
0: It hasn't gone well, Carrie. You know, and I, when you first started bringing it up, I was like, "Carrie, you sound old." But now I'm like, mm, "He's not wrong." Like, you look at the track record of guys who've done the video. I mean, look on OU's roster. Who's like Adrian Ely's probably the one that has gone the best so far of the guys that and made it's videos. Still
4: funny because he didn't know what Reservoir Dogs was.
0: He That's, just went that is an amazing story. I. Cause it was one. I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I love. I love dogs. That's a great movie." I and thought then, he like,
2: was Goodfellas. Was he not going in the back of the restaurant and all that stuff?
0: No. Who no. was Goodfellas? Um,
4: I, I don't remember that. Yeah, because he had like the Mister Pink, the Mister Blue. He had all. all oh, okay. that, Yeah, yeah, that type uh, of
0: stuff. But yeah, there was a Goodfellas one, Carrie. And I can't remember who it was. And that probably again feeds to your thing because if it was, <laughs> well, if it was any you know good, we'd remember it. Jaden so. Davis is on track. He did one. Didn't he? Yep. Yeah, he did. Not, but maybe that's the reason he faded last mm, year. Man,
4: because <laughs> he was on like a jet ski or something. Too. Right. Yeah. He he was the Tiger King guy before the Tiger King guy was.
0: Seriously, how many of the videos when they start coming back out are going to have a some sort of like either VR Tiger? Like, there's something going to be on there that's fucking. Ugh. Uh, Bob, I will throw this to you. Uh,
2: because uh, of your Chicago roots, <laughs> what has been the best uh, Last Dance episode for you so far?
4: Oh, the last thirty minutes of episode four. I've already watched it like four or five times this week. Oh, fuck, Isaiah Thomas. Oh man. Whoa. Oh. We, Whoa. Got F-bomb. Oh, we got dude. an F bomb. We got an F bomb.
0: Don't you dare edit that. Don't oh you dare my edit God. that.
4: I can't believe That fake-ass smile he has oh all God. the time. He doesn't realize everyone hates him. Everyone thinks he's a piece of shit. No one from Chicago <laughs> thinks of him as their hero. Jordan is the guy. He eclipsed them long before. Jordan and Magic throws him out of the Dream Team, and he still doesn't get it. It's it's, it's glorious. That last 30 minutes, Horace Grant calling him straight-up bitches. Jordan saying, I don't give a shit what video you show me because – I know he was an asshole and I know he's just changing his thoughts because 30 years later he's still being crucified about it. Oh my God, the last 30 minutes of Sunday was incredible.
0: That is the greatest Bob I've ever heard that of. Like, Holy like shit. It, it,
1: orgasmic. That was orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> <it> was.
0: Holy <laughs> hell. Like, wow. I thought that was like that a was, ball inside of Bob that just exploded. Like it just like it, it had to come out. He could wait no longer
4: i put it out myself. on twitter enough I, but I, it was just oh it was
2: just great no it's,
0: it's been pathetic good. how he's he's also
2: been trying to still cover up for this stuff like he's been going on get up and all this stuff and doing all these interviews because he looks so bad
0: well i don't just, understand he it he like didn't get it you guys were the bad boys just to own it like we were just like fuck y'all like and left like that's yep I'd be way more okay with that than the tr- the tired like that's how we did it. No, it's stop, <laughs> stop that. That's a joke. I
2: I I yeah. I mean, I really like that. I love the. I did love the Dennis Rodman. We'll give you forty eight hours in Vegas. Whole, I mean, that was fantastic. And the See, the that fact that Carmen Electra special. is willing to be interviewed for all that stuff, and I'm so it's glad so that Madonna wasn't. Show. Yeah, she's still really hot.
1: Uh, uh, Carmen Electra, yeah, like you said, is she's still got the fastball and then some.
2: Uh, she's got a good that, plastic surgeon, man. She,
1: she uh, yeah, something, something's going on. Did you guys hear the story that Billy Corgan told on Joe Rogan about the? Uh, he was traveling around with the Bulls in '97 during the finals, and, <laughs> and that is so. I but, hope
2: this makes it into the Last Dance at some point.
1: Uh, Rodman went to Vegas on an off day in between games in Utah. That makes so they, sense. They fly out to get the night of the game, or the night after the game. They fly out, party all night, come back on a private plane for the shoot-around. After the shoot-around, it's their off day. Before, I think it's game five of the finals, Rodman tells Billy Corgan, like, let's go back. And they take a commercial flight uh rodman takes a commercial flight corgan doesn't go with him ends up running into phil jackson and i guess at the time billy corgan was kind of uh keeping rodman on the straightened arrow and he tells this story about like running into phil jackson and his family and how intimidating it was because phil jackson knew that by seeing corgan he knew that rodman was getting into trouble somewhere it's a it's a great interview it's on the uh, joe rogan podcast
4: yeah that's the day's the two three two four format. so yeah you got three games in Utah straight and because of TV they're spaced out two three days apart so yeah definitely yeah. makes sense yeah but Genius, I, I loved
2: I loved how it you know gave the Bulls perspective of, of playing the Pistons because everybody watched a thirty thirty it was one of the best ones they ever did the bad boys uh but you know I, as a kid growing up watching Jordan I loved watching him you know I love watching that clash and that he couldn't get over that hump. And then he finally did. It was just, it was one of my favorite things I've ever seen on film is just being able to retail that period of NBA basketball history.
4: And then those sorry shits could never mount another challenge. <laughs> Cause all that I, Oh, we beat you three years. Yeah. And then when we swept your ass, you never got good enough to even come close to contending again. You're done. Go home.
0: I am fine if you bleep every F I've ever said and ever say in the future. You leave Bob's F the hell alone. Like, I'm going is... to have
2: to because people on Twitter, now that they've heard that it's happened, they don't want it bleeped. So oh. I'm sorry, oh. earmuff kids, that uh, we ruined your lives. Sorry, parents. Is... Yeah. I mean, well, I mean,
4: 1990, Yeah, you know, that's when I'm six years old. I'm about to turn seven. Everything's vivid. All these memories are clear. I just remember hating that team so much. Oh, it felt good to go back. Well, go, they were just such
2: dickheads. I mean, <laughs> they just really were. I mean, the whole Jordan sure. Rules things was 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 fantastic
0: to hear him talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Well, and it and it's like and that's fun. like that was their role. Like I don't understand why now they try to run it back. Like, no, you guys were the bad boys and that's cool. Like you had your whole thing and that's like you, it helps you win two titles. Like, don't act like it didn't work for you. It did. That's cool. That's great. But now they're like, oh, you know, people make too much. No, no, you <laughs> embraced being a dickhead. You don't get to come back and be like, oh, we were just kidding. Those whole three, four years, and we just beat the bejesus out of the whole league.
2: Well, I saw an interview with Bill Lambier uh, that he did it on the jump, and uh, I mean, he was still. I mean, he's he's still a shithead. I mean, like, he doesn't take anything back. He knows how they were, but. I mean, he admitted, like you know, they were they were the better team. They, you know, it, it, the way he says, like, well, we got old and they got better. So and he and wouldn't even the best player in the world. Yeah, he wouldn't even give it up to like you know, it's just like age. That was the only reason we lost.
1: It's been, great. it has been thoroughly enjoying, and I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it every Sunday night. Like I, I look forward to those two hours more than anything throughout the week.
4: Yeah, and guys, you got to give up the ESPN. Jordan rules on on Sunday. That that'll be interesting how yep. they they go in depth on who leaked all that stuff to Sam Smith about the ninety ninety one season. Because that I don't know. I'm finally gonna learn stuff. I I loved not learning anything this last week and just enjoying nostalgia run. But the Jordan rule stuff fascinates me and all the stuff that Sam Smith has written. It
2: is amazing. Yeah. The first two uh the first two shows you heard an f-bomb every once in a while one from michael one from scotty and i think there was another one mixed in there but like it is the last two episodes like f-bombs have been flying everywhere like it's become casual conversation yeah
4: it's the pistons they bring it out in everybody
2: yeah that f-bomb's gonna stand
1: Real quick, were there any uh, just extreme takeaways from the draft over the weekend? I know that we haven't really gotten into particulars.
2: I don't think – I wasn't Uh, uh, surprised or uh, shocked at all by Neville and where he went. I mean, I just – we talked about it a lot. Like, we just had no idea where teams valued him going into that draft.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I, I wrote – two first rounds, second, a third, and then Motley is a fifth. Obviously, Motley didn't get picked, and it just shows you that what OU defense did in 2019 is just the first step. They're, it's still not getting a lot of respect for the overall brand of what they've been able to do, and what Motley did in one year didn't erase yeah. some of the question marks that some of those people might have had about the previous two two seasons, and if he's really good enough, like Tony Jefferson, like Stephen Parker have been, he can make it with with the Bucks, and we'll still hear his name here in the next couple of years. But and Bob, you know, it is get,
2: it's 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 crazy too because I mean it really did force you to go back and kind of look at Parnell's last year, and it was so good. I mean what mm-hmm. he did at Oklahoma State, he carried that team on his back defensively. He should have had a pick that he didn't get, and what he did against Marvin Mims for or Marvin Mims, um, Denzel is it Denzel Mims, Denzel Mims. Uh, yes. what he did against him two games and then he was he literally was great in the Peach Bowl I mean he shut Jefferson down it was just I mean he had Chase, a, or, or Chase down um I, he had a fantastic season I mean it's a shame he didn't get drafted I mean that was the only you know bad mark on the on the night
4: Yeah, I mean, we thought Lee Morris maybe, but that was more of a flyer, maybe more just – he seems – what's weird is that he hasn't been officially picked up yet. It seems like he's maybe still weighing some options. We all thought he'd go to to the Cardinals, go with Kyler, things of that nature. But we're here at Wednesday, and I still have not heard anything concrete about him. And then it sounds like, did no one else really get invites? No – Hugh Overton, Nick Basquin. I didn't. I don't expect them to make any rosters. But usually, Saturday night you start seeing a flood of former players agreeing. Okay, I'll be an undrafted free agent with this squad. And that didn't well, happen this 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 year.
0: I've I've talked about it a lot, and I'm guessing Nick Basquin because of his injury history and the fact that. Teams didn't really get to do all the stuff they might like to do with him, like just check Medicals him all, you stuff, know, yeah. do all the full medical workups, that kind of stuff. I'm gonna guess teams were real scared to give him any guaranteed money. Like that—that that would be my, my guess is that you know, like kind of a, oh, non-roster invitee or something like that. I mean, they're, they're gonna have to do some. I mean, because somebody will take an interest, you know, just to, you know, even if it's just to have a body out there during practice. Like, he'll probably end up doing something. But that's a scary deal when you're talking about, you know, we're giving a guy $10,000 that has that kind of, I mean, even in that small amount, that sort of injury history. And when you haven't had your doctors have a chance to look him over and stuff, that's that's got to be a little concerning.
2: I wonder how much the uncertainty of the virus is playing into it. Because, I mean, you look at, like, um, you know, Jameis Winston getting a $1 million deal. Uh, you wonder are people curious about practice squads, you know, when they, mm-hmm. when they can sign people, you know, how many people they need to have, how many weeks they're going to have to prepare all that stuff. Cause I, you're not really worrying about those guys through OTAs. I don't think I'd have to ask like Gabe to see, you know, Iker could to, to see exactly how all that works, oh, but that uh, you know, maybe that's playing into it. Why there's so little,
0: you know, movement out there for practice squad guys. I did not even thought about that, but it makes it. good – I mean, but, you know, people had kind of talked about, oh, you know, you had four draft picks and LSU had 13 or 14. This was not a team that lost a ton. Like, I know you can talk about, like, the big names, like, obviously Murray, Lamb, Jalen Hurts, um, Neville Gallimore. Those are losses that people know and recognize. But, like, the guys who might normally slip into the fifth or sixth or seventh round, those guys are all back because they're all sophomores last year. I mean, they've got a lot of that nucleus returning. I think people forget that because they lost so many of the big kind of bright, shiny stars, but the guys who are, you know, make up most of the 11 on each side of the ball are back.
4: And then when I was just going through that rough list for 2021 – you start to realize a lot of it is projecting guys leaving early. There aren't a lot of redshirt seniors or seniors besides like Trey Brown and Caleb Kelly. Outside of that, you're just like, well, if Charleston Rambo has a big year, he's gone. Kennedy Brooks, we thought he might leave after last year. If he has a good year, he's gone. But none of those guys have to be gone. So it's going to be just curious to see how how that starts to work out. Is any of those guys like Marquise Hayes, like Adrian Ely. It feels like they, they could leave, but they don't necessarily have to.
2: Well, have and some life. of the guys, you know, it's going to be hard to evaluate because you got, like, Ramondre Stevenson's going to be suspended. Yep. Ronnie Perkins going to be suspended. Um, it's it's going to be tough to judge. I mean, it's it's going to be hard to become a first-round draft pick when you're going to play half the season.
1: Uh, look, at, I mean, it, it, it kind of what uh, Bob was just saying, too, is you look at those 2016 and 2017 recruiting classes – those things are pretty depleted when you get to guys that are still sticking around the program right now.
0: I'm oh, to, yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's, you know, that's the thing, you know, people talk about, well, you know, look at all the numbers LSU had. Well, yeah, they had, like, nine guys leave early. Like, if you're really having success, you're going to have, you're not going to have a lot of red shirt seniors on your roster. Like, that's not the way that works anymore because as soon as these kids can get paid, they're going to go do it. Um, I mean, you had a guy like Sadiq Charles leave early from LSU, and it was like a third-round pick. I mean, that's not even – you know, it used to be if you were a first-rounder, okay, you're leaving. Second-rounder, okay, maybe. Like Curtis Lofton is a good example, like a guy that probably wasn't going to do any more for his, you know, um, draft stock. He was kind of where he was going to be, and so he left, and, you know, it was an early second-rounder. But for the most part, man, now, I mean, if you're even close, you're going.
1: That 2016 class, guys, is it's actually unbelievable. Just kind of the way that that thing shaped up. Here are some names from it. In fact, you could probably count on one hand how many guys actually truly have contributed at OU. Parrish Cobb, Zach Farrar, Adrian Hardy, Mark Jackson, Ashton Julius, Capri Set, Emmanuel Beal. Okay, I'll give you Emmanuel Beal, John Carlo Valentine, John Michael Terry. Logan Robertson, Austin Kendall, Abdul Adams, Chance Sylvie, Michael Jones, Amani Bledsoe, Ben Powers, Eric Swinson, Parnell Motley, Bryce Youngquist, Jordan Parker, and Caleb Kelly. That's unbelievable to me. Hey, now, at least you found the Bryce
0: Youngquist interview the other day.
1: How about that? I was actually really proud that I found that.
0: Compare it to 2017. And I won't list everybody. I'll just list the notables Trey Norwood, Adrian Ely, Marquise Brown, Kennedy Brooks, Kenneth Murray, Creed Humphrey, CeeDee Lamb, Marquise Hayes, Jeremiah Hall, Trey Sermon, Grant Calcaterra, Charleston Rambo, Trey Brown, uh, Justin Broyles, Tyrese Robinson, and. Is someone dying? I mean. What is going on? Is that the baby?
2: It is.
4: I got feeder. Uh,
0: no worries. Uh, I know that sound. I know what that. And then I guess you have to include Chris Robinson.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and say, so, you know, Josh, isn't is that, that, yeah, is that that's, Bob that's, making that noise or the baby? Is he breastfeeding? You
4: know, that's, that's the year when they start to be aggressive, you know, instead of the patient yeah. approach of waiting to January to fill out a class. That 2017 group, that was the first one where, remember they were doing like uh, eight for eight, nine like nine for nine and we have got nine commits and all our four are four stars and that's like back in March and that was like revolutionary that was like a different time for us like what what the heck is going on here this is not, <laughs> this is not what OU does they wait forever before they make their move and so you, you saw you know that change of plan the plan of attack and how how well it really worked
0: well, and you wow. also had guys – I mean, like, you know, we, we've talked a lot about – that was kind of the first class, too, where you saw oh, OU kind of roll with the punches better. Like, C.D. Lamb decommits. They didn't lose hope. They just stuck with him. They got him. Creed Humphrey goes to A&M. They didn't lose hope. They stuck with him. They got him. You know, like, you saw oh, OU start to I, – I, and I don't want to dismiss groups before them, but it just felt like they finally were like, okay, this is this day and age of recruiting. We're going to have to adjust – to the way the kids operate now because it's not it's not 2003 anymore yeah
2: all right great good stuff
0: (laughs) unbelievable Uh,
2: i think we're good i don't want to i don't you know it's feeding time apparently i don't want to interrupt with that
0: it's been an f kind of podcast. We've had feedings. We'd have f bombs. I'm gonna I mean, say
2: this is gonna be our first unedited podcast. Fingers? I'm just leaving everything in. Oh, I love it.
1: Oh,
2: all f bombs are allowed.
1: I think that's really a smart fucking decision. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> See just that
2: one. Now. That one I'm getting rid of. He's gonna just edit for that you. <laughs>
4: Well, what we noticed last week is uh, Putin pups and the can't get right didn't generate any reader response.
2: Thank God. So I had oh, to go really could have shut, shut down the podcast.
1: We got to go, go more shock and awe. I got to get to my breaded chicken, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Crock pot I'm going to go eat the spaghetti that's still sitting in the pan for my dinner
0: now. Oh, God. Don't say things like that.
2: I just made it this morning.
0: You, you should spaghetti eat something. This
2: really, morning? You should
1: eat something really unhealthy so you welcome that bidet tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: god! What? The? I don't want to overwork it on day one.
0: I mean, I gotta.
1: You uh, oh, you gotta see what you bought. You gotta, you gotta really push it to the limit.
0: Carrie okay, just eating peanuts by the pound. <laughs> we'll throw a little corn in there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, good but I like it, You'll be good. I'm wondering, like, should I do a, a check like afterwards just to see if it got everything?
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna say should we do a scoop HD tutorial?
2: No, it'll be like in uh, the movie This Is Forty. I don't know if you've I'm sure Josh has seen it, you know, when he's trying to figure out if he's got a hemorrhoid. His wife <laughs> yeah, walks I, in I've, on it.
1: I've seen This Is Forty. Yeah.
0: Just That's an underrated
1: funny movie. Oh, it's
0: like, great. It, it didn't get well, good reviews, but I
1: it's, thought it was really good. It's,
2: it didn't. It. It's it the sequel that. to Knocked Up. So
3: when
1: they yeah. when they go to uh, Vegas and take the shrooms, I think that is a really yeah, a underrated, scene. funny part of that movie. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you to Bob Prisbillow for uh, losing his f bomb virginity today. You made Just history. took
4: Isaiah Thomas. That's all, and not the one that's on at OU. I don't want to get this thrown out there. I'm mad. I'm mad at the defensive end.
0: I'm tweeting out, B. Frisbello hates OK
2: Preps. He hates
1: Tulsa, folks. He hates Tulsa.
4: The he entire hates state.
2: Everyone named Isaiah Thomas. All right. Well, good stuff, guys. And uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Thanks for staying with us on the website as well. Hopefully, we'll get uh, some good news uh, continuing to come in on uh, football being played uh, this fall. So we'll stay in touch with that. And uh, I'm sure you guys will too. But until next week. Uh, thanks for listening to the unofficial 40 podcast on soonerscoop.com.